You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. I moved around a lot after I was born. 14 houses actually, and a lot of different schools. It's deceiving because sometimes they were all in the same district. Beverly Park Elementary for kindergarten, then on to Hilltop Elementary, from there to Cascade View, to North Hill Elementary, to Olympic Elementary, and then back to Hilltop. Then there was Rock Creek Elementary, to Homa Junior High School, Glacier Park, and that was all before high school. I don't think there was ever a housing transition I didn't want to make. There was always an exciting and dramatic buildup to the moving. Sometimes we moved because of evictions or job changes. Sometimes for good reasons, like a better housing opportunity or a step up in comfort, thanks to some connection that my charismatic parents had made. Either way, due to my frequently changing scenery and the undercurrent of chaos that poverty often creates, I developed somewhat of a photographic memory. It appears in all of its vivid detail right around the age of two. Bedrooms change, the color of the wallpaper, the smell of a hand-me-down couch, the hum of a rental unit's avocado-colored refrigerator. There's a washing machine that's frequently mistaken for an earthquake or a friendly neighbor with a horse called Pepper, someone who lets you hop their fence to retrieve your Frisbee. Different houses sometimes came with different pets and the loss or abandonments of the old ones at the old place. And of course, there were the feuds. I remember every drunk neighbor, the busybodies, the gossips, the liberals, and the divorcees. I can recall the name of just about every landlord who evicted us and my parents' list of grievances against them. I also remember every helping hand, every non-judgmental influence over our family and the impact of such relationships on our lifestyle. More than all this, I remember worrying quite a bit. Most people live in their childhood homes for a while. It softens the edges on the memories and gives them a comforting wash, a kind of afterglow set against routine and consistency. For kids like me, for whom every experience is set against a different visual and intense circumstance, it's really easy to remember the details of an early life. I see this now as a precious gift, but it isn't one I'm going to give my kids. They're going to have to get scrappy some other way because I don't have the stomach for it anymore. Burien is all concrete and strip malls now, but parts of it used to feel like the country. The airport has since shut down most of the land our trailer was on when I got sick. I think it was in a fuel dump zone or some FAA law changed and it became uninhabitable somehow. My little brother Jay and I were Irish twins. He was irresistible with blonde hair and blue eyes, full of pure drama, charisma, and conviction from birth. At only 11 months and 27 days older than him, I thought he was adorable and he was mine. He was tougher than me. My parents had to implore me to stand up for myself physically with Jay because while we didn't really fight in a mutual sense, he fought the hell out of me. I couldn't work out whether he was supposed to be my formidable foe or my protected baby brother. It's an odd age difference. I was getting ready to start kindergarten. My dad wanted me to be homeschooled, but he came up against too much resistance from the rest of the family. I understand both inclinations now. The one to keep your kid at home when they seem so small and underprepared and the one that urges us to overcome all that and send him anyway. I was shy and quiet, but very clever. I was good at rhyming. I had an extensive vocabulary and had already dreamed up some songs. 
Smile at the sun, smile at the sun. Life is so much fun when you smile at the sun. I still hear the melodies. My parents had no experience with children, but they had been told by enough people that I was advanced. So when my grandmother on my dad's side heard from a neighbor about a program at the University of Washington for gifted children, she hipped my mom to it, and I was enrolled at the age of four. I have memories of wearing a lead jacket and playing with children's toys, presumably whilst being x-rayed. Now it seems dubious to say the least, but I'm going to chalk it up to the 80s. I had been a colicky baby with some weird infancy health issues that I had grown out of, but my mother had never grown out of her irrational tendency to worry about me. My dad was well aware of this and didn't attempt to hide his annoyance. Every sneeze or childish complaint would send my mother rushing to the phone to dial 2-4 nurse or poison control. My illness, when it hit, felt like an extra dreamy flu to me. Nausea and vomiting, but also a sense of euphoria that I can only imagine must be what morphine is like. My mother's first call was to my dad. They had a fight. <laughs> 